Welcome to track number 15 of The Beautiful Job. Learn how to pray in the night. 2 Timothy 4, 5. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, and make full proof of thy ministry. So, watch thou in all things. Now, throughout the Bible, you notice the word watch. And you actually hear the instruction, watch and pray. Now, as against where we would have expected to hear the instruction, fast and pray. Okay? Now, it is more important to learn how to watch and pray than to fast and pray. Why? Because you don't have in the Bible, the Bible giving you the instruction, fast and pray. But you have the Bible telling us, watch and pray. Could you not watch with me one hour? Now, why? Because watching and praying is more possible than fasting and praying. And it's more possible to sustain watching and praying. Than to sustain fasting and praying. So people fast and pray, and then after the fast, it's like, because the fast is not sustainable. And when we come to the principles of war, you will see one of them is sustainability of the mission. Whatever mission you embark on, you must be able to sustain that mission. And when you embark on fasting, it's unsustainable beyond a certain point. True or not true? Michael, true or not true? <laughs> it's changed. So, all Christians must learn. Now, there are three kinds of watching. Early watching, that is in the evening. Number two, in the morning. And number three, all night. Okay? Now, the pastors of the largest churches and those who have been most consistently able to pray for a long time, for years, are those who have learned how to watch and pray with the early morning one. That's in the night. The third one. The first one is early, early watching, late watching, then all night watching. So you will see that pastors of a certain caliber who have learned how to watch in the night sleep at different times from ordinary young people. Ordinary young people sleep late. How many sleep mostly after midnight? Raise your right hand. Uh-huh. You are likely not to be able to pray much with that lifestyle. Yeah. True or not true? So somebody like Yonggi Cho, around 8 o'clock, he's sleeping. And I noticed myself, when I started to pray in a certain way, that I noticed that by a certain point early in the evening, I want to sleep. Once I sleep, I wake up. 3 a.m., 2 a.m., I can pray till the morning. So Yonggi Cho said, for so many years, 25, so many years of his life, he has slept around 8 o'clock. At eight o'clock, I've been for dinner with him where around eight something there, he's going. It's, it's, it's okay. He can't stay again. Yeah, it's bedtime. <laughs> and you would think that they are old people. But the old people, you know that they listen to the radio early in the morning. 
Have you noticed that all people listen? Because of when they sleep. That's why you don't listen to the radio early in the morning. Because of when you sleep. So when we talk about sustainable prayers, you are talking about prayers that can be sustained through watching. Praying in the night. So it says, watch thou in all things. So all the time, Christians have to fight to pray, you understand, and to be alert in the spirit. Because you may be able to pray in the night and prevent yourself from dying the next day. Because you prayed in the night. Your prayers may abort your death. Or somebody's death the next day. Amen. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. So tell somebody, I'm going to watch in all things. Wow. Is it amazing? Is it fantastic? Number 42. Do the work of an evangelist. Do the work of an evangelist. Do the work of an evangelist. Now, this means evangelize. You see, when you become a pastor, you often think that evangelism is not the will of God for a pastor, or it's not your field. But a good pastor and a good elder is evangelistic and is conducting carnivals crusades, and programs, breakfast meetings, door to door, person to person, soul to soul, heart to heart, evangelism. That is the work of a pastor. Why? Because Jesus said, the good shepherd leaves the 99 sheep and looks for the lost sheep. A lost sheep is a lost soul. A lost coin. Hallelujah. Amen. Something that is lost. In that passage, Jesus spoke about three things that were lost. The lost coin. The lost sheep. And the lost son. The prodigal son who was lost. He said, this my son was lost and is found. Coming back home. And that is the heart of the father. It will never change. No matter how many prosperity cathedrals we built. And no matter how many times we preach about whatever that we want to preach about, the main aim of Christianity will always be that God so loved the world that He gave His only Son to come to this world and die on the cross that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. So no matter what, whatever ministry you have, evangelism is said, do the work of an evangelist. And so pastors today must know and elders must know how to do the work of an evangelist. You see, when I became the pastor of the first level, I've taken you for carnival after carnival after carnival to crusade, etc. Why? I'm doing the work of an evangelist even though I'm a pastor. And I'm doing that work of an evangelist as the pastor of the first love church. The pastor of the first love church is doing evangelism. 
Because I'm doing the work of an evangelist. It doesn't mean I'm an evangelist, but I'm doing that work. Every minister should do the work of an evangelist. Kenneth Hagin, even though he was a prophet, on the first day of his winter Bible seminar, always spoke about hell. Yeah, he always spoke about hell and something evangelist. So, if you ever listen to his winter Bible seminar, you can listen on the first day and you will notice him preaching on the first night when he says people have not come. Then he speaks about hell. And he starts to talk about all those things. He has a lot of scriptures and so many things about hell. Are you listening to me? Amen. So you need to do the work of an evangelist. Can you evangelize? Can you win souls? How many can preach in such a way that Christians... How many have been at a carnival of crusade and preaching and although you were saved, you wanted to give your life to Christ? Raise your hand. Uh That means you are doing the strong evangelism. Yeah. First, when I went to action, Archbishop used to preach. And uh, one day I went with some people and they gave their life to Christ, although they were Christians. When he preached, they gave their life to Christ again. So after I went to see him and I said, Sir, some people have given their life to Christ again. Why? Is it, is it really salvation? I asked him. Is it really salvation? I remember asking him. He was just a young pastor from Nigeria. He had come. Is it salvation? And he said something, you know, I think, when the anointing is strong, they are, just, they just, they are forced to come. Yeah. And I noticed later on in life that I noticed that people want to give their life to Christ. Sometimes they even give their life to Christ. And every pastor, you must be strong when you start to speak about salvation. No, nothing should, nothing should be able to stand before you. Yeah. You, can, you should speak in a way that people will be afraid. Yeah. Whichever stories you have uh, and scriptures. Wow. Can you do it? And you must do it from your heart. You must, you must believe in hell. Every pastor must believe in hell. You must believe that hell is real. Always think about hell. Heaven and hell is real death. You must think more about death than life. You must plan for death more than you plan for life. Yeah. Plan for death more than life. And think about hell and heaven. But more about hell so that you can avoid it. What do you think? Is it amazing? Can you do that? Shall I invite a couple of people to give us a message of salvation? I should just choose any of two of you elders, isn't it? To come and preach to us on salvation. Who shall I choose? Which school shall I choose from? Legon. Tech. Hallelujah. So the work of an evangelist is the work of the pastor. Amen.
industrialization is intentionally creating things that you need. Do you understand? That's industrialization. It's different from farming. Amen. So, everybody needs to intentionally win souls. You see, as we are standing here, Germany is making cars. Today they've made several cars. And Ghana has made no car. We have made no wheelbarrow. No matches. Nothing. We have imported some from them today. We will import more tomorrow. And they are getting richer. So I will not wait for somebody to send me a soul. As a pastor, I'm going to go out and evangelize. Amen. Amen. And intentionally, intentionally speak to people about God. I will not leave them to come to church by osmosis. I'm going to evangelize. And I'm going to go with good news. And I'm going to persist with the good news. Are you listening to me? Yeah. How many will agree that many pastors are not evangelistic anymore? What are, what are we saying? What are we doing now? Abigail, what are we doing? Um, a lot of pastors are preaching. Look, you see how she, her voice cannot be heard? Um, a lot of pastors are preaching about prosperity. That's what I've seen. Where did you see it? Are you not in Lighthouse? How, how do you see such things? That's what I've heard. Sorry. Who told you that? Like, I, I, I heard it on radio and I've watched it on television. Ah, you watched pastors preaching on radio and television? Not really, but sometimes if um, I'm watching TV or I'm changing a, a channel, then I you see other yeah, pastors preaching, preaching. about prosperity. What do they preach about? And now pay. <laughs> but actually, I watch. And now pay. Continue. A person who ye, what you mean now be ye, what you mean now be koso, like those kind of things. Mama now ti anbrahate. What's that? Allow her to share what she's sharing with us. Have you finished ministry? What else do you hear? What else do you see? Um, sometimes too, um, they will give their telephone numbers out. 
Like they'll give it out. They'll be mentioning it on. Are you the one speaking on what's going on? Sometimes they'll be giving their telephone numbers out, like zero two zero zero eight eight seven seven. Oh, from CCR, from CCR, like what's up, coming? From CCR, I'm in Mumbai, I'm those kind of things. Wow. But I'm not going to be able to do that. Hannah, come. Yes, give her the microphone. Bishop, um, when I first joined Lighthouse, I wasn't really. Turn around, yeah. I wasn't really committed. I was invited to a church. When I entered, I didn't tell that I've entered a church auditorium. Even the banner, <laughs> they've written um, the name of the church and then raising champions. And then going, I can't really remember, but after the preaching, there was no altar call. There was no altar call. Nobody went forward to give his or her life to Christ at all. And I hear that most churches in Accra do not do altar calls. Is it true? Huh? Somebody who knows should tell us. Yes, he knows. You've pressed. Yeah, the day the pastor even preaches about hell, he doesn't do altar calls. The day he speaks about heaven and hell, you can see that the people in the church, a lot of them don't know where they are going, but... You don't do a tackle. close. All right. Anna Nakoja. Okay, Hannah, thank you. Hannah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Yeah, Bishop, even on campus, all the churches, the programs they organize. Use the microphone. Come on. Yeah. Even on, on campus, the programs the churches organize are not just to, to so winning. I'm about when we did the okay. when we were doing the carnival with Legon Hall, and my chief um, carnival was telling me that um, the Legon Hall president was telling her that we should invite big big people to come and minister. And I they don't understand our emphasis. Our emphasis is on souls, see, but they are organized programs to, for praises, programs for worship. Programs for leadership, programs for success, for so many other things apart from so many. Daddy, please, even on campus, when they, when they come for dawn broadcast, they just preach. They don't, they don't, a lot of the people have heard they don't do altar calls. And recently, a friend, like, I was, I was asking a friend why they don't do altar calls. And so that, he told me that, oh, like, because for us, it's because our father is an evangelist, that's why we become evangelistic. Like, it's not like, like, it's not like it's supposed to be the main emphasis in the Bible. But when they preach, when they preach, they don't do altar calls. They just preach and then they leave. 
the back there lifting your hand. What was your name again? Come. What is his name? Kufor. I've not seen a peck at Kufor like this before. Yeah, thank you, Pastor. Pastor, please, I entered into your church and uh, Bishop, they told me that I need to receive the Holy Spirit. So the pastor will come around, he will call a lot of the church members, they will come. You stand there, he says, say, Jesus, 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 can I say Just say it fast, fast. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So, as you are saying it, you see, you, your mouth, like, you, you'll be skipping some of the, 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 the way to pronounce it. Abba, Abba, So, he said, go and say that, has come. So, like, when he reached on me, I was taking this way, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He told the church members, I'm not ready to take the Holy Spirit, so go and sit down. And, <laughs> and you go to other churches, I think they are in for the prophecies. We just look through your church members and say, Susu, Fembrami, Jemma, who's a book for Kesinja Bejina? Okay, with certain TV, we will go so that a lot, a lot of stuff. So, like, they are not in for the salvation of the, of the, of the, of the saints over there. So, I think it's, it's powerful to be in this church. I'm, I'm actually a deeper life member, but when I came to campus, I really, you know, changed to, to be a lighthouse member because uh, chief, the chief order and other people are just, you know, always pampering me and calling me. <laughs> like, it's, it's powerful. It's powerful. It's powerful. <laughs> are you talking about the same thing? Yeah, what are you saying? When, whenever I talk to my Christian friends in other churches, I mean, like you tell them that, oh, the, there's the need to preach about salvation, preaching for souls and other things, you realize that they, they think that a lot of people are, are saved. A lot of people are saved. There are no, the gospel has gone to everywhere. I mean, I was telling someone that, I mean, I think that God is giving us more grace for more souls to be won. And then she was telling that, oh, she thinks that the word of God has reached so many places that she thinks that the word, of, the word can come to an end any time from now. Because the word of God has reached everywhere. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Is it fantastic? All right. So... Do the work of an evangelist. This is a private instruction that I'm giving you. And you can see why. Because after some time, before, if you don't take care, you will not do the work of an evangelist again. Okay? Don't forget. One day some of you may be pastors of big churches. Don't forget to do the work of an evangelist. You have to remember. Doing the work of an evangelist is not something that will sound strange to you today. Because you are in a big church that is working. And it's having evangelistic uh, work going on. So it looks normal. But there is a time that it won't look normal. Amen. Gaius, you were telling me something.
Yeah, come and share that. It's not working. Hallelujah. Um, there was someone in church in Kumasi, in the tech church, and he said he was going to join a different church. And then I told him not to go, and he said he really wanted to go to the church. So after, a lot of people were joining that church. And a lot of people, it's one of the churches that a lot of people are flooding in in Kumasi now because of the doctrine that they're preaching is quite new. And the pastor even once said that he thinks he's the best. He said the day he finds a pastor that preaches better than him, he closed down his church. That's what he actually wow. said. So it's the day that he finds a pastor that preaches better than him. He closed it. He's not even 30 yet. And then he made that statement. So people, a lot of people are flooding into his church because they want to be scratched in the past he's talking. So this church member of mine decided to go. And I, after a lot of talking, I just said he could go. And then this semester, we were at a prayer meeting one day. And then he came to me at the prayer meeting. And he said he wanted to talk to me. After the prayer meeting, I spoke he, to him. He had left for some time. He had left. The whole, that was the whole of last semester. He left and came back this semester. And he's back in church. He's back in church. Okay. And then he said that he wants to come back to Lighthouse and become a shepherd. And I said, it's powerful. And I asked him why. And he said that one day he was in the service of that church. The church that everything happens. And... That church is a free church. I mean, they believe in the move of the Spirit. They say God can use anybody. So a church member can just stand up and start prophesying. And whilst the pastor is preaching, and then they all stop and listen to the church member. So he said one of the days, like they're doing that service, and then a church member just got up and started prophesying. And the prophecy was this, that God is about to judge all the churches in Ghana. But there's only one church that is going to pass the judgment. That's Lighthouse Chapel International. Because we've not forgotten the foundations and we've not forgotten about evangelism. And we've not forgotten about preaching the gospel. So the church member just said, uh, then why am I in a church where it's not even going to pass the exam? And then he came back to join us. He wants to be a shepherd he now. He wants to be a shepherd. He's a shepherd actually now. Wow. Yes. That's a scary prophecy. Wow. So, this private instruction given by Paul to his son, that just do the work of an evangelist, always as if you are an evangelist. Every person should be as though you are an evangelist. Because maybe I'm not even an evangelist. Yeah, maybe I'm not an evangelist. But I'm just doing the work of an evangelist. It's also possible. But I'm not an evangelist. I'm just, maybe I'm a, I'm a pastor or an apostle or something, but like I'm doing the work of an evangelist. Because as I'm doing the work of an evangelist, it could be either that I'm an evangelist or I'm doing the work of an evangelist because it is very wise for a minister to do the work of an evangelist. It could be any of these. Any of these would make me do crusades like, like I'm doing or carnivals. Any of these two. Either being an evangelist or doing the work of an evangelist. Yeah? It's amazing. Are you understanding me? Are you listening to me? Amen. Very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. But you see, now it sounds good. Money, your life, your pocket money, your, it doesn't depend on the church. When you do, you may now, excuse me, be under pressure 
and you realize that you are thinking of certain trends. That's why it's good to start in the ministry not as a full-time person, but to start as a lay person like you are doing as a student and grow to the point where you don't do ministry because of money. Me, I never knew how to get money from the ministry. I didn't even take offerings. We used to have services without offerings. We do that. Well, the main thing is to do the main thing. We are not here for money. I was a doctor. What do I need? I don't need any offering. It was when we now needed a church building. Then I saw that we had no money. And we needed to take offerings. And we needed to take tithes. <laughs> we didn't have any money. But I grew up. So that's why I can't stand instrumentalist being playing for money, singing for money, being given transport to go to church, transport to go on visitation, money for to join the choir, money to come and sing. Please don't come. Don't come. Not here. Go to another place where they pay. Amen? Do the work of an evangelist. Maintain it. People must look at you and say, are you an evangelist or a pastor? Well, me, I'm a pastor, but I do the work of an evangelist. I was advised by my father to do the work of an evangelist. Always. Amen. Stand to your feet, everybody, for a moment. Evangelist. Amen. Just to do the work of an evangelist. Elder, I'm a pastor. But we need to have that heart also. That makes us behave as though we were evangelists. That the, the, the mainstay of your ministry will be evangelism. Even though you are not an evangelist. That is what we are praying about. That the Lord will direct our hearts towards evangelism. That it will not be something that we will do on weekends. Do you see? Or as a program. It's our church program. We are doing this. We have gone out. But it will be the heartbeat of your ministry. The heartbeat of your life. As a pastor. As an elder. You naturally tend towards evangelism. Your default setting is evangelism. That is what I want us to pray about. If that doesn't happen, you will not go far in the ministry. You will not please God. And God will not give you His attention. Let's pray. No, you can sit down. You can sit and pray. Yes. Pray. Um, turn, off, turn off the lights. Turn off these lights. When Bishop comes. Yeah. Just pray. Like Just say to the Lord, Lord, use me as an evangelist. Touch my heart to be an evangelist. Let evangelism be my work. 
give me an appetite, a desire. I want to do the work. I want to do the work. Hallelujah. 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 Father, thanks for hearing our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you feeling sleepy? Are you sure? Some look tired. Okay, we may end soon. Second Timothy four five. The next one. Make fully how do I say it? Make full proof of your ministry. Forty three. Make full proof of your ministry, which means fully perform all the aspects of your ministry. Make full proof. Do it fully. Amen? What do you think? So, when we are doing, in other words, take it to its logical conclusion. What is the conclusion of what you have? To do for the Lord. Amen. That's why I came into full-time ministry. This verse actually means going to full-time ministry. You see, what he was telling him is that do it fully. Go to the fullest extent that you can. Full proof. Test it to the end. Fully, fully, fully finish everything that you have to do. Do you get it? Yeah. That's, that's, and, and you think about it. Something that you do only on Sundays. Can you do it as well as something that you do from Monday to Friday? Mary. Isn't that your name, Mary? What do you think? Something that you do Tuesday evenings and Sunday afternoons. Can it be done well? full proof of what a pastor is. Take it to the extreme. Take it to the fullest conclusion. You say you are a singer. Take it to the extent. That means make recordings. Yeah. 
That means make record. That means do the thing to an international level. So if Ida doesn't come out with recording, she's not making full proof of her ministry. True or not true? Because you've not taken it fully to the extent that it can be taken. What, What are the other areas that something like that can be taken to? Think about it. That's why I'm trying hard to send somebody to all the countries in Africa. Chad, Equatorial Guinea, we haven't gone, Niger, anywhere. There's no place too far or too dry. Every single country and then more people. Some of the places we have already sent people. We want to send more people to the same place. Like for instance, if we have sent somebody to one country, we can send another team to the same country, to the same city. Yeah. If you take Winners Chapel, they don't only have one church in Accra or in Accra, Tema. they have more. And redeemed church. They have church mission is one a church at every light pole. That is their vision. In Africa. Church at every light pole. What a vision. And they have another vision for developed countries. Every five kilometers. Where you can drive. Every five kilometers there should be a church. Yeah. So we, we have, we are, we are, we are, we are sending. So what is that if I'm sending Michelle to do it fully? Not up to a point and leave some. When I go to heaven, they ask me, so what about this country? Why would you not, why are you not concentrating? You ask, why are you not concentrating? What are you thinking about? What are you thinking about? You didn't send somebody here? Here? Or you, don't, you don't know, did you do geography? I did geography. What is an island? An island is a place that is separated. So you didn't send anybody to any island? Why well, is it an island? Is it not rather an island that is isolated? So what about those people there? If somebody has considered you to be an island and didn't come there, how will you feel about it? Do you know how many people are in hell because you didn't go there? Do you know how many are in hell? If you had sent only one person there, this would have changed the course of that, that nation. Hmm? Why? I, I gave you an evangelistic ministry. Or you thought you are just a local evangelist. Why didn't you do it fully? Fully. Make full proof. If God has called you, fully conclude the whole thing to its fullest extent that it can possibly be done. That's what it means to make full proof of your ministry. Fully prove it. Prove that you are called. Fully. One person used that phrase, logical conclusion. I always remember that way. You take it to its logical conclusion. I mean, if I'm taking my ministry further, now I do my ministry only on Thursdays and Sundays in the evenings. And I'm taking it further. I can add Wednesday evenings. Then I can add Tuesday evenings. Then I can add Monday evenings. Then I can say, look, I need a daytime also. And then gradually, before you realize, you are taking it further. That's why I started to write books. Are you not glad that I wrote a book? Yeah. Supposing I hadn't written a book, I'd say, oh, what is book writing to? Some people, Americans have written books. 
Which American book do you have to read? You may never know the effect of your not doing your part. John was the youngest. You know, young people are loved, you are more lovable. As you get older, you are less lovable. But when you are young and little, everybody wants to cuddle you, call you nearer. But when you get older and you become, you have certain wickedness inside you. People don't, they don't, I mean, they don't easily enjoy bringing you because they are bringing something bad. Are you with me? So, John was the youngest. By the time he came on the scene to start writing, Matthew has written. Mark has copied it. I don't know if it's true. <laughs> because Mark only has 16 chapters. And Matthew has 28 chapters. So even it was abbreviated. <laughs> Summarized. Luke has also written. Now here comes John. And an evil spirit will tell him, What again are you going to write? What again are you going to write? But then the Holy Spirit told John, Make full proof of your ministry. As an apostle who was there, what do you also remember? Write it, please. So he took his pen and started to write his own version of the things that he saw. If John hadn't written, Come here, come and preach with me. Come. Come and preach with me. When I'm preaching, you are sleeping. Come. Oh, Mary. She's the one who wasn't dancing, no. The last time. Okay, so stand here and you preach. When I preach, then you say, Amen. Okay, you see now, what was I saying? John. John. If John had decided, eh? is she supporting the message? If John had decided, That it's okay, others have done. So there is no need for me to write. Huh? Okay, don't look at her anymore. Don't look at her. Just stand still, stand still. So that I can concentrate. Huh? If John had decided at all, whatever. I am sure that it was because of this particular verse that John decided to write his version. Then he started to write it the way he is. In the beginning, no, what does he say? What does he say? John 1 verse 1. What's the word? 
With God. Wow. And the demon will say, What are you writing? It's nonsense. Wow. We wouldn't have had John 3.16. If somebody had not made full proof of his ministry. That is what it is like when you don't make full proof of your ministry. We wouldn't have had John 4.24. What does it say? Wow. When John wanted to start writing miracles, a demon said, What miracles again? People are afraid and said, Look, I want to write about something. They wrote about the nobleman's son. Matthew didn't write it. Mark didn't write it. Luke didn't write it. Then he wrote about the man who was by the pool of Bethesda for 38 years. That's one. Matthew didn't write it all. My demons were telling him that it's not necessary. Then he wouldn't have written about the guy, who, the blind man, who Jesus met in the temple and healed him. And the Pharisees came and said, who made you say, what I, what I know is that I was blind and now I can see. I don't know how and who it was. And the man who told me, told me to go and wash my eyes. That is what I know. We wouldn't know that. Fantastic. You see how wicked you are when you decide not to make full proof of your ministry. I say, oh, Bishop is a pastor, so what am I also coming to contribute again? Now, I'll tell you something we wouldn't have known. Have you heard of Lazarus who rose from the dead after 40? We would never have heard of it. It's not in Matthew. It's not in Mark. It's not in Luke. It's nowhere. Only John, who was making full proof of his ministry, eh, wrote it. You wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. After four days, Ruth raised him from the dead. Okay. Now I said, ah, why was John's memory, and why was John writing this? Because every, there are certain things that occur to everybody. When I'm writing, I'll write in a way. That's why so I'm trying to take my ministry to its conclusion. What about yours? We wouldn't know. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you. Ask what you will. It shall be done unto you. If you abide in me. And my words abide in you. Wow. Ask what you will. It shall be done unto you. Why don't you ask? What you will, it shall be done unto you. We didn't know that. This guy didn't write it. Matthew, Mark, Luke, Johnny. Uh, yeah, Matthew, Mark, Luke. None of them wrote it. Whatsoever you ask in my name, I will give it to you. Zero. Then, you know what you will. Greater love has no man than you. Can you imagine the world without such a scripture? Yes. Wickedness for not fulfilling your ministry. You see, I, say, I want to say that anything God has given you to do, you take it to the 
logical conclusion. Yeah. And when you hold back yours, you will be surprised when you get to heaven what you will be told. Yeah, I'm telling you. Heaven is going to be... You see, think more of death than of life. Death is more sure than life. That you will lie in a coffin one day is more guaranteed than that you will have a certain house or you will drive a certain car or that you will even be 50 years old. It's more guaranteed. Wow. Think more about that. You remember when Jesus was going to go away? Then he prayed, Father, I pray that there might be one. We never know all that. Because somebody said somebody is doing it. And who are you also to come up and do it? It's very serious, not to make full proof of your ministry. Yeah, but I'm an apostle. The Lord has come and I've done what I can do. But what else can you do in the line of this work? Can you write something? No, I don't know anything. Okay, write what Jesus said. This man, John, wrote what Jesus said. When you read the red words, the words, what Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. All this, you wouldn't have never, never heard it in this world. The woman of Samaria who came to Jesus and said, I have water to give you that you don't know of. You never hear of these stories. It's nowhere. And you want to criticize John that his book was not complete and he didn't write it fully. We didn't see the life of Jesus in it. But this is what he could also do. And through what he could also do, we have something that is so different. And unique. That's what it's like when you don't make full proof. And you think that, oh, somebody will go to that island. You see all the camps that I'm preaching? Every camp can become a book. But it takes somebody. And it takes work. Every camp that I preach. You can't imagine the amount of effort it takes to make a book. If... What this 50 points I'm writing could have 50 could have for a son. How to be a son. Do this advice. And all the stories I've told you could be written. I've told you a lot of stories. Yeah. Every day I tell you new stories. If it was all written that you could sit there and read it in a way. But somebody has to do that work. Who can do it? And I can only do some. I, I preach more than I can write. So Kenneth Hagin, he had somebody who could convert his preaching into books. Yeah. He never wrote even one book. His hand. It was his secretaries and administrators and they were able to make his thing convert it in a way that you, you can read it as a book. And Ora Roberts also never wrote any book. All the books that you see, or Robert, it was not him. His son told me. He said, my brother never wrote a book with his son. He had somebody who was doing it and took his materials and put it together. Yeah. 
America, they have something they call ghost writers. He's the one writing, but he's a ghost. Are you, are you alive? You are a missionary. You will not take books to minister the books to people and churches. What is your use then? You are singing. You will not sing well. And take it to the ultimate. If Andre Crash has decided that he is just singing to his few American choristers, he wouldn't have so many songs. What songs wouldn't we have? Take your microphone. Jesus is the answer we have that. for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. What other song would we have? Curtis. Curtis, what other song would we have? And um, Rebecca, what other song would we have? Come, quick, quick, everybody moving fast. No, no, please. What other song would we have? Come on. Sing it. What? Tell me, sing one song we wouldn't have. It will be known.
God is gonna fix it for you. So all He is saying, all that He wants you to do is come home. Please come home. This is where you can belong. The door is always open.
Cedric Crouch had said that Charles Wesley has already written the Christian songs that we need, such as what? Charles Wesley has written the Christian songs. Yes. Now thank we all our God. Charles Wesley has already Why should I and Rick Crouch? What else am I going to add to Christian music? When Charles Wesley has already written the best music. And can it be that I should be?
hadn't felt like full, making full proof of his ministry, you wouldn't know such songs. Wonderful songs. I did think a good thing that happened to me. Come on, baby.
Oh, 
dangerous not to make foolproof of your ministry. Just say, oh, it's just a song that I was just, I mean, it's in for the house. I mean, I sang to my children and we are okay. There will be no song for backsliders. When, when you're backsliding and you want to come back. Hmm? What do? Yeah. Take me back. Take me back to
Elmina can sing it. And you won't do the recording. You are doing the ministry, but you won't take the step to do it full time. You are doing the ministry, but you won't take a step to write a book. Or you are doing the ministry, you won't do, just won't take, I mean, just the next step. That would have made it complete that this thing you started, you've taken it to the logical conclusion. You wait and see. Those of you who think you are going to have a good time in heaven. And you just walk around here and just do partial ministry. Partial ministry, two-thirds, one-third, six-percent ministry, ten-percent. And you arrive with your ten percent, smiling. Let us start crying. Find handkerchiefs. Yeah, find handkerchiefs to put in your coffin to take with you. You are going to need, your tears will be many. Weeping and gnashing. Have you not heard it before? Gnashing means regret and weeping means tears. Tears with regret. Tears with regret. When it shows you your gift, heavy, heavy duty gifts implanted in you. You say you, you won't write it. You won't sing it. You won't do it. So, these are just local. I'm going to keep on singing. I'm going to keep on. This is not spiritual life. Uh, through the many and can it be and so yours, you won't write it. That's what would have happened if John had not written his book. If Andrew Crouch had not written his songs. And so, but these songs, they are not inspired of any prophet in his broken heart. I'm using to write through it all. But the broken heart you have is for other people to benefit from the broken heart. Because we have all been through the mountains and the valleys. We have seen many places and many people. But through it all, I've come to trust in Jesus and to depend upon His Word. Wow. If you hadn't written it. So some of the experiences you've had, some of your backgrounds, some of you, maybe you are Nigerian or half Nigerian, God going to use you in Lighthouse in Nigeria. Because Lighthouse is going to be one of the biggest churches in Nigeria one day. Yeah. It is not today, but it will be one day. Yeah, you see it happening practically. Yeah. Maybe God is going to use you. Yeah, God is going to use you. He's going to help you to help the church to advance and to improve and to increase. So many things, but it's like you think that yours is not much. But yours is a lot. Your little that you contribute. You have no idea. When I, was, when I wrote a book, my first time when I wrote a book, Professor Amonu Nisa, Vice-Chancellor of the University of uh, Science and Technology, he launched the books. And he said, congratulations to me. You even deserve a degree for this, he told me. And I, I, I felt so stupid. I said, oh, sir. <laughs> he said, no, I'm serious. It's a great thing. These ten little pamphlets are pretty frugality, fornication, duality, beauty, and so on. I said, these are pamphlets. He said, you deserve. I didn't know it was important. Huh? I was trying. I didn't know that such books would be coming out later. That people would travel from Kenya in planes. Pastors would buy their tickets and travel from Kenya, Zimbabwe, Swaziland. One pastor came from Swaziland last year to Iron Chapter. He came with 22 pastors from Swaziland. I don't know them. I don't know them. They buy their own ticket and come to Ghana to come and listen to me because of a book. I met a pastor from Swaziland. He said he used my... He used he said as if I wrote the books. Never talked to you before. Everywhere I go for I preaching three times. I preach two. And then the third day, I used it to preach. And I sell the books everywhere I go. 
Yeah, he said, the book has made me have a mega church. I've met many pastors. I said, I won't write my own. Number one, people will laugh at me. What is this a book? Number one, number two, number three, number four, number five. At first when I started writing, I always wanted to write in poems, but at the beginning, I felt shy that I'm writing number one, number two. I started to write it like a kind of essay. And later the Lord said, look, write it how I'm sharing with you. Number one, number two, number three. Is this number one, number two, number three that has gone to so many places? Is it not 50 numbers I'm giving you today? I've even given you 51 before we have reached there. 50. Is it not easier? You sit there and say, you, you, stand up. You are going to do what? What is your... You are what? And you are... What are you doing in the world? What do you do in this world? I... My, my course, okay. I'm studying history and linguistics. Linguistics? What is the use of linguistics for us? Tell us. Um, we study languages, the technical study of languages. So we take um, all kinds of languages, can be English, can be French, origins of languages, we divide. <laughs> <laughs> Origin of languages. Charlie, we are big. You are wild. You are great. Origins of languages. You are a learned man. Okay, thank you, children. Woe to you if you don't fulfill your ministries. So you see why I was angry with Ida that she hasn't made her songs. How many agree that I should be angry with her? Raise your hand if you think I should be angry with her. Ida, look at all your friends there. Raise their hand. Raise your hand so that she can see those. Ida, look at the back so that they can see. And the front, all these, the front, look at the front one. They are all angry with you that you have not made full proof of your ministry. Now these stars who are singing this nice song, don't you think it should... When we went to tech and we were singing, they were asking, is there any CD? Is it not true? Girls, did you find some people were asking? Huh? People were asking what? Say it. People are asking for CDs if they record it or there's a compilation. Some people even asked if they did the songs themselves and everything. It's a wonderful thing. When you hear the song, say, hey, that song is say original. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the thing is also nice in a spiritual way. Some cucumin and cosetin have been added to the thing and it has changed. That's very at all. <laughs> uh, are you still around? and sit down. Let this be your last warning. Number 44. Fight a good fight. Fight. I'm going to just skip over that point because if we are able to get into the war, I'm going to give you the principles of armies and war. 